What's good, everybody? This is Ian Walker. I am back here with another episode of the Chillin' Sketch podcast. We're going to do a uh, live stream, doing a live stream right now and uh, working on Pantheon Issue 2. Um, if you guys are not already aware, I am the author and creator of Pantheon, which is a project that I've been working on for quite some time. It is now on my Kickstarter. Um, that information actually can be found uh, uh, can be found here. If you go ahead and click that below there, and uh, you go to that link, you should be able to get access to the Kickstarter there. Um, so that is going on right now. You, the comic is done, complete first issue is done. Um, but right now, uh, all you'll be doing pretty much is pre-ordering for the uh, for the book. So I have variant covers available as well as signed uh, signed signed copies of the book available. I'm sorry, I'm so flabbergasted with the words today. I've got a lot going on. <laughs> trying to get my thoughts together. Got a little bit of a headache, but I thought I would go ahead and still try to uh, stream today. Um, one of the things that I'm going to be putting together is a comic book course, a very in-depth course, uh, sometime later on in the year. But I thought I would go ahead and share some of my knowledge now, especially um, since I'm in the midst of it right now. So I thought I would go ahead and discuss scripting for my comics uh, and how I go about doing it. And uh, if you're watching later on, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or on Twitch, this piece of information has to be valuable to you if you are on the path to create your own comic book project. So, um, before I get started again, if you are on Facebook, please follow me there at the Art of Andy Walker. Um, if you're on YouTube, follow me at the Art of Andy Walker. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification button when I go live. I want to put up a new video and on Twitch, uh, ID Walker Art. So Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash ID Walker Art. Okay. So, and I'm also on Instagram, which is the best place to reach me because I'm always on the ground. And uh, you reach me there, and I will, if you have any questions or anything like that, I'll be more than happy to help you out with that. Um, some other news coming up as well. I am currently on on route to creating the first issue of my new uh, online magazine, specifically for comics, comic creators, and podcasters called Illustrata. So um, please stay tuned for more information regarding that. And uh, you can actually, if you want to get more information, you can follow on the Chillin' Sketch podcast instagram page which is the chillin sketch podcast over at instagram.com okay guys so let's get straight into it we have the script here for pantheon issue two you guys are kind of getting a little bit of a sneak peek of what's going on and uh of of everything here and how i go about that so this the second issue of Pantheon. The title of that one is called "We Come in Peace." The first issue was called "Sin and Repentance," and uh, this is a story that is is very uh, succinct and very 
specific uh, uh, storyline that's being followed, okay? Um, one thing I want to go ahead and share, actually, since I'm here, when creating your comment books um, and you're going through the scripting, the best thing that you should do as a writer before you even get started, even designing characters and things like that, if you have a story in mind, the best thing you want to do is to create something called a plot overview. This is my plot overview. This tells me exactly what's going on in the story. What a plot overview does or a plot outline does is that you get a whole entire, pretty much synopsis of the entire story. And then you have your issue breakdowns of what is going to be in each each issue and um, and when you have this outline it's going to be a lot harder for you to come across uh, that writer's block you're not knowing exactly what you want to write not knowing exactly how you want to put something the only challenges that you're probably going to have is uh, when it comes to your uh, your dialogue um, when you're when you're explaining certain things, and we'll get into this later, when you're describing things to your artists uh, in that writing, what things look like, you may have some issues with that. But when it comes to story and and, and accomplishing certain plots, um, you'll be able to do that with no problem. Um, an outline also helps to prevent uh, plot holes. Um, things that are missing in the story that might not make sense. Um, you can do a lot of your cutting and trimming in this stage as well, um, as far as what you think is going to be necessary to get the story moving, because pixing is actually very important. Um, my story, Pantheon, is actually pretty involved, at least the first two issues. Um, there's a lot of setup that's going on, because once the setup is done, this story is going to get moving. And there's a lot of things going to be happening rapid fire throughout the story in this, in this first part. So that is why I highly, highly recommend a breakdown of each specific issue. An example here of Sin and Repentance here. The story begins on Demos 9. We'll recount the exploits of the Demosians as they conquered their worlds and they went about the initial conquest of Earth and the way they set themselves up as gods to humanity. The decisions to change their ways of species, to become explorers and students of the universe, and to undo the harm done to the worlds they damage. Estelle leaves Demos 9 for good to go to Earth. That is the main premise of the first issue. Okay. So as long as you stick to this, you should be fine. There shouldn't be an issue as to what you want to write or what needs to be written uh, on there. And the way you decide to reveal this information to the readers is completely up to you. Um, there's no set way as how it has to be done. But um, again, like I said, it makes the process a lot easier. And, and, and then as you get on to the next issue, you just pretty much go back to your main outline. You go back to your, your, your story treatment and you just go ahead and review it again before you get started with the writing. Are there things that you need to cut out? Are there things that you want to wait on revealing? You know, it's just different things that you want to uh, 
that you can tweak and do before you put everything in paper. Okay. Um, and actually, an issue two, what I have here, there's already a lot of changes that are made. So this, the synopsis is still the same for issue two, but what I'm going to be doing is not uh, exactly the same. So uh, because I felt like there's there's something that needed to be done regarding character development and things like that. But it's still relevant to the story, okay? So now if we move out of this area here, out of the outline and go back to, let's see, I'm not gonna show you issue two. I'm gonna go ahead and show you the finished script for issue one. Again, nice little plug if you haven't already. Make sure you go to, go to the Kickstarter there. This is the story that is being told in the uh, first issue that is on Kickstarter right now. So if you look here, there, there's different styles of writing that you can do uh, in your comic books. I know there's the Marvel method of writing where it is a big giant, you know, blob of information and then the captions and the dialogue. That is personally a style that I enjoy um, because what it does is it kind of gives you freedom to do whatever you want. Um, I myself am the artist of my own book, so I can make concessions like that. Communicating with your author is important, I mean, or with your artist is important because they may have a certain style of script that they may be used to. Um, so, and that's not to say that you need to change your script style to match the artist that you've chosen, but maybe if you can help your artist to, and, and, and explain to them how your scripting works and why you do it that way, you guys can be more in sync in that way. So I actually did two versions, two different writing styles um, on here, and this is called panel by panel style. The first page, I did a panel one, I actually said what the camera, the, the, the shot needed to be in that panel. A wide shot of Demos 9 sitting in the in the cosmos. So we knew this was going to be a shot out in space. Uh, one of the partially blocks the light coming from the green sun that illuminates the system. Now, first, this was going to be a colored book. Um, later on, it evolved to become a manga style, American, manga American fusion style book. So I am. Um, so that change was made, but still this example is good because we want to be able to keep the, um, to keep the information here very specific because again, you may have some writer or, or some artists who can't come up with these imagination wise. Okay. So telling them step-by-step step what needs to be in each specific panel is helpful to them okay so this is one writing style again you have your captions what's in those captions and if there's dialogue there you put what's in the dialogue we'll get here in a second uh page two, the first page was only two panels so again i asked for another wide shot of the, of the, of the, of the big city there and again more uh, writing there now one mistake that i did here that I did not do was I did not put in 
the name of the character here between the captains. That's going to be important for the colorist, especially if your dialogue balloons are color-coded to the specific characters that you have. For instance, if you don't understand what I'm saying, is in a Batman comic book, um, generally Batman is either, um, when he's speaking um, and narrating the issue, his balloon, his caption uh, boxes are, have a little bat next to them, so you know it's Batman speaking, but they're either going to be color-coded a dark blue or color-coded in a dark gray. Okay? And that is an indication that Batman is speaking. That's going to be indicated in the script uh, itself here. Okay? So, as a writer, you're going to want to make sure that you put that information there. Again, luckily for me, I did all the all the art for the book, so this wasn't necessary for me per se, but it's still a practice that you're going to want to do. So, do as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> okay? Um, so when I went into page two, I changed the style almost immediately. I felt like the first pages were kind of restrictive for me because I found that I was trying to do exactly as it said. And I discovered that I was a writer. I was an artist that needed to have more freedom. So I could activate my imagination to come up with different angles on my own. Again, being my own writer for my own book, or being my own writer and artist for my book, I was allowed to have that freedom, okay? So, but again, this is a practice that you're still going to want to try to have to be still be as specific as possible when you're writing out your scripts here, okay? So just as an example here of how this, how this um, page went, it says a lone ship enters into the ark and lands in the ship hangar. The hatch opens and the dark skinned man dressed in ornate robes climbs out of the cockpit. Surrounding him are other soldiers, officers hoping to assist him. He walks out and makes his way toward the Consilium chambers, waving off any assistance offered to him. As an artist, the artist has the freedom to take this big description and divide it up on the page, however they see fit. That makes sense. Okay. Um, and then I have the dialogue here of what everyone is saying, who that dialogue is being spoken by as well. And again, the artist has the freedom. Well, if you have a letterer who's doing your comic books, again, I did everything. So what that does is that's going to give a guide to, um, uh, it's a good idea for the artist to give a guide to the letterer if there's a separate person doing that, to kind of show them where that dialogue needs to go, okay? Um, on a personal note, I would like to have, in, in general, to have the artist kind of block in where they where they see work balloons going, um, and then I would pretty much, as an editor, kind of look at that and see if that makes sense. It keeps along with pacing uh, and keeps it easy to read. Because one of the things you want to do is make sure that your book is going to be easy to read. All right. Um. So. So after they, they put all the information in there, the artist draws all of that in. The artist also blocks out where they feel that the word balloons might be necessary. This would then be handed off to the letterer, who will then take a look at all of the dialogue there. And 
if the letter is having some trouble, what may end up happening is that there may need to be some cutting that needs to happen. Okay. Um, the the and again, doing your own book, you fall into a trap of sometimes being doing too much. <laughs> I will tell you first. I will tell you up front. Pantheon number one is very wordy. Um, and the reason why it's wordy is because I felt that this exposition was needed in order to explain the story up front. That way, later on down the line, there would be no issues as to, oh, when something else is revealed or talked about, they're like, what is that talking about? I don't, I don't even remember something like that. It just come out of nowhere. I wouldn't have to worry about doing a trope of a flashback or, or, or anything like that. I wanted the book to be very straightforward. I wanted everything to be right there in the, in the, in the reader's face, explain to them everything. And so what I did was I used the characters to do that. Okay. So when you do that, you run the risk of having a very wordy comic book because they're explaining everything right away to the reader. Now, pray to God that your, that your audiences are readers. <laughs> um, but in the general sense, you really don't want to have a wordy comic book. Um, comic books are visual medium. You do need, and so it's very important for you as a writer and as a comic creator to make sure you're striking an appropriate balance between the two. Um, making sure that there's enough dialogue to where it's interesting and you're telling a story, but you're also allowing the artwork that you're doing to that you're creating to do some of the lifting as well. Okay. Um, what's in Pantheon 1, the artwork isn't really going to tell that much of the story. So the words were necessary. Um, some of, and then there are some areas in the book where, you know, the main character is talking and speaking. And there's a splash, there's, there's um, actually a, a section there where the artwork is doing some of the heavy lifting. And you see that. But then as we go back to character development again, Artwork is not really going to tell much or help you to develop much of a character. That's where your words are going to come in. So again, as you're writing your story and you and you're putting all of these elements in, it's very important to make sure that you have these things kind of laid out. Make sure when you're creating your characters um, or your stories that you wrote out their personality traits, who they are. For example, the main character in Pantheon 1, his name is Vassell. Um, the way I describe him is General Zod if he were a good guy. That That's the personality trait. He's a black General Zod as a good guy. Um, he is very loyal to his people. He is, he, is, he is about his people. And he wants his people to be seen in the best light possible. But, you know, the mistakes that they've made... You know, I'm not going to tell you everything. You need to get the book. <laughs> so, but there are some changes that he felt needed to be made. So, the book goes on that journey as to how the self finds these things out, what kind of attitude he has at the very beginning in comparison to the end of the series of this particular story arc, and how it's going to progress, um, as well as the new characters that are introduced and that come in as well, and how they all. Um, and how they all intermingle in uh, 
into someone's life. Okay. So remember, balance is very important when writing your comic book story. Um, let your art, when you can, let your art do some of the heavy lifting. Okay. You're gonna, there's going to be parts in the comic, in the issue too, where there's not a lot of dialogue. Um, there's just, it's just going to be action or it's just going to be a lot of that. And that's what the artist taking that on. And I don't like a lot of corny speech <laughs> as well. So I, I'm not one to fall for that cliche, um, or a lot of talking during fights. Uh, if it's necessary, it'll be done. But in real life, nobody's holding a full conversation. During a fight. That's just not happening. So <laughs> you're not going to see that in my books. So, but what you will see a lot of is those that are the the scenes that are not as um, dialogue heavy. The art will have certain details that it's very important for the reader to look for and look at because those things may be talked about later on or brought up later on down the line. So again. And, and thus the art, in, in essence, is telling a story. So it's very important, uh, especially in my book, Pantheon, that you really look for those things and uh, see that balance, okay? Um, so this that's pretty much like a quick rundown of, of, of how I go about my writing of my comic books and uh, what I do for, so pretty much to go into now, uh, the tools that I use, there's a lot of people out there who use um, specific uh, uh, comic book writing tools, but all you really need is a basic word processor. Um, some people use Microsoft Word, some people use WordPad. One of my favorite things that I love to use, I love to use uh, Google Docs. Google Docs is free. They got Google everything is just free. It's just out there. Google has the entire Microsoft lineup of products, but Google created them. So I, I take advantage of that. I highly recommend uh, uh, using Google Docs to do that. It works the same way as a word processor. It's easy to use. And what's nice about it is that as you're writing, it saves for you um, as you're writing. So any mistakes that you make or something like that, you just, you just go back and save or whatever. And it's really cool that way. Excuse me. And that's where I also did use to create my outline as well. You should not be, again, going back, you should not be putting paper to pen. Pen to paper, you do not have an outline for your story. You have a lot of people that get, that have, uh, that have difficulties in their writing and it's because generally they did not clean an outline at first, okay? So make that outline, write that out in your Google Docs and then you can, then your then you're writing will have a easier time with your writing. Um, let's see here, I'm trying to stick to things in regards to writing. If you guys have any, pro any problems, if you guys have any questions regarding anything that you're listening to here, um, please go ahead and, and, and post those questions here in the chat. 
And if you're looking at this later, feel free to go over to the Chill and Sketch uh, podcast um, page and leave me a note there or over at ID Walker Art Instagram page and leave me a note or a comment there. And I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. That's, again, that's the best way to uh, contact me there. Okay. Um, so one of the things I think would be cool to do right now, let's go back here into issue two and go in. I'm actually already halfway through the second issue. My intent was to finish the book, try to finish the book, uh, finish the today. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get myself to the end of the week to do so. My deadline to finish it is the end of the month. But I want to finish this this issue at late, the latest on Friday. Uh, so I can do that. Deadlines are super important as well. You need to set a deadline, uh, a final deadline, that no matter what you have to meet. What this does is it beats procrastination and gets you moving uh, uh, in regards to getting your project done. Okay. Um, unfortunately, as great creators, one of one of our one of our weaknesses is procrastination. <laughs> Definitely mine. So, really set a date as to when you want to get something done and do everything you can to meet it. If you get it done early, more power to you. You can either take that time to rest, which I definitely uh, agree that you should do, celebrate it, and then get to work on the next project or whatever. Okay? When you are writing a project or when you're creating a comic book project, my advice to you is, again, not to do what I did. (laughs) Okay? I've come out with a comic book before. It's more of an anthology of short stories of an original character I created called White Ninja Guy. Um, I took all the little small comics that I made of the same character, put them together in one book, made it into the anthology, White Ninja Guy Chronicles. Uh, Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what that was. I recommend doing that first. Come up with some short stories that you want to tell. Um, a, 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 a short story that's between, you know, four to ten, uh, four to twelve pages long, and do the, do it that way. That way, you could practice creating a script. You could practice creating uh, and experimenting with different writing styles, and find something that is that is comfortable for you. Okay, and uh, and then after you're done doing that. We continue on with that. And I say start small because if it's your first foray into going to comic books and you take on an ambitious project like myself, Pantheon is going to be a six a six issue, if you will, uh, arc, story arc. Okay, I've got one in the can. But I got five more to go. I'm halfway through the second one. What can happen is life gets in the way. If you're not focused, if you're not determined on getting things done, you know, and it's your first time doing it, you can easily get distracted and things put off. That can become a problem. And you, you can get frustrated or you can get very easily overwhelmed. So I don't recommend taking on a project like this 
having a series, you know, that's four, five, six issues. If you're not, um, if you're not going to be, if you're not sure that you're going to be able to keep up with it, okay? Start very small. Do some very small stories. If you can, try to find some people that are maybe perhaps putting together anthologies. Uh, anthology is a collection of shorts, comic book stories, and uh, that people put together into a book. Uh, I recommend finding something like that or just make your own. It's up to you. Uh, make some ash cans or, or, or something like that. But start small. Um, learn the craft, learn the processes. And then once you get that experience, and once you get that, uh, uh, once you get that experience, then you can move on to something much bigger. Uh, once you feel confident enough that you can, that you can successfully uh, complete the project. And again, I wouldn't suggest going straight on to a whole series. Make a one-issue comic book, a one-shot. You know that is 22 to 24 pages long. Just do a one-shot one-off story that's about something and then you go from there uh, one of my favorite examples of one shots uh that pop cow used to do was something called pilot season it's kind of reminiscent of uh, when a, a tv show would have a pilot for a tv show but for top cow they would do a single issue of a brand new superhero or a brand new character and they run it and they put it in the comic book stores and it would just pretty much let the public decide what more they wanted to speak based on sales, based on feedback, all of those things. And if whatever the public went for, that's what they continued on with. So you could probably do something like that. You know, you may have some ideas for some characters. You don't know if it's going to take off or if people will like it. Do a one-shot, you know, do a pilot of that particular book and see how people react to it. If they react cool to it and they want more, they'll let you know. They'll tell you, okay? They'll tell you. And that'll be the motivation you're doing. Because then that way, also, you know that, one, you're doing something that you like to do, you want to do, but also you know it's something that people actually want to see. Um, for a creator, we never know. We always take a gamble when we're creating something because we don't know if it's something that people want. We don't know how people are going to react to the stories that we want to tell and that we're going to tell. We don't know if they think it's going to be boring, if it's going to be cliche, it's going to be tropey, whatever the case is. We never know. And what what happens is that, you know, that criticism that you know, stop on our on our motivation. And we can, you know, be down on ourselves and, you know, be discouraged to create. So we never want to put ourselves in a, in a situation where that can happen, which is why I recommend doing a, doing a one, a one, ep, a one issue, a one shot comic book and just getting it done um, and then letting the people kind of decide. Now, if you have a body of work that you are passionate about telling, that you feel like if you don't get this out your soul, <laughs> your life will be for forfeit or something or for nothing, or you doing this thing for nothing, I would say that is the 
exception to the rule. Okay. Um, I'm never gonna, you'll never catch me telling a creator not to do it. So, if you come across a situation where you've got this character where you're just like, oh my God, I gotta tell the story. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let people know who this is. I, I just feel, I just need to do it. And you're not worried about fame, you're not worried about being popular, you're not worried about any of that stuff. Then by all means, <laughs> tell your story. Do you, do you. That's that's what I'm doing with Pantheon. It was very important to me to have a full body of work and to create a superhero that I liked and that I wanted to see. That was a reflection of heroes that I've made up from my childhood, all culminating to this to this particular uh, project here. So that's what Pantheon represents for me on a personal level. Um, for me, it's a test to see if I can do it. I know I have the ability to, but can I actually do it? Um, I wanted to test and prove that for myself. I'm one sixth of the way there. So, and, I, and I'm going through it and I'm doing it and I'm enjoying the process. Uh, and it's quite nice because I've been a lot faster than most indie creators uh, in doing it. So. I'm all about that momentum. I do multiple things at the same time. Right now, I'm running the Kickstarter. Generally, a creator of a comic book is going to do one issue of a comic book, stop everything, focus just on getting the Kickstarter done, and once that's good or whatever, then they'll go back, take a break for a while and go back. And that's why with most indie creators, you'll find that some of their issues are spread out so far and wide. I don't want people to forget my character. You run the issue, you run the, the chance that people will forget your character unless there's something about your character that is incredible you run the risk of having people forget about your character and yeah there are a lot of there are understanding that you're an indie creator but I, I, I on a personal level I don't want people to forget okay I don't want them to not remember so I don't want to take six months a six month gap between issues being officially released and out in the public. So once Pantheon is printed and in the public eye and is done and completed, uh, it, there's not going to be a six month gap. Now, hopefully there won't even be a three month gap. I want, I want it to be, you know, a nice deal between issues. And if that ends up happening, you know, I'm just going to deliver the entire arc to you. And so I'm still on a personal level kind of debating what I want to do with the book, how I want to do it, if I want to do separate issues, if I want to do, um, or if I want to just come up with this first issue and do, and then the next thing you see is the whole graphic novel, which will then give me more time to develop the second story arc and all of that. And I can then take that gap in time. I'm debating, I'm debating. But I don't want it to be too long. Again, as a creator, you're gonna make personal decisions that are going to be very important for you and your um, uh, your product. And you always wanna make sure that you put out the best that you can create. Say that again. You want to put out the best product that you can create. 
okay? Your stuff is not going to be a Jim Lee, Michael Turner, Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly, Joe Madrera, uh, you know, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby's status. It's not. You're learning. You're starting. The most important thing is, is that you take something, you get it done, you make it the best that you can in your current ability. Always be learning in the meantime and in between time. Because each, what you want to see is growth. I purposely, I'm a perfectionist by nature. And as I'm getting older, my perfectionist nature is, is kind of curtailing. Um, because, and the reason why is because my perfectionist nature has prevented me from doing a lot of things. For, I could have been a lot further in my, my desires as an artist had I not been such a perfectionist. In my book, you're going to see some art in there. At first, it's going to be like, ew. <laughs> but it gets better as it goes along. I kept that in there on purpose. The old me, just only two years ago, would have been like, there's no way in her. I'm going to keep that in my book. It needs to be perfect. It's got to be, which should be the case. It should be the best. It should be good. But again, this this project, the reason why I kept it in there again is more for, so for me to see if I can do it and to show myself that I can grow and that I can do that. And I think that would be good for you creators out there that are endeavoring to kind of do the same thing to do that for yourself as well. Um, but I want readers and myself to physically see the growth between each comic book issue or each comic or, or each story that's being told in the art. Um, I want you to, to, I want the reader to look at page one and be like, who hell rough, boy, but get to the final page and be like, man, you do shake it up. Really knowing what he's doing, he's learning, he's, you know, taking those things on and he's, and he's, and he's adapting. So I'm allowing that for myself. Now, there may be some opinions out there who may think otherwise and they're like, nah, you need to polish this is a rough world, whatever. But my thing is, this is an indie comic. It's an indie publisher work. I'm not one of the big three. So I'm not going to have that quality. And I'm okay with that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to have that. That. That height of quality. I'm not going to have that. That level. Quality. I'm going to have quality. But not at that level of quality. As of yet. I'm trying. Try by myself. Try. So, um, so yeah. So that's that's all I have to say about that. Um, so I hope that this information is good for you, and it's something that you can use. Um, all right. So, final thing before I think we uh, shut down for the day is I'm going to go ahead and write a go ahead and write the page for page 13 of issue 2 so you guys kind of get a sneak peek at my process and my thought process as we do this. So there's going to be some point times where I'm going to be probably silent 
um, or I'm talking. That means I'm talking to myself. I'm gonna go ahead and just do it so that you guys can listen to maybe what's in my brain. So if anybody pops on and I don't respond right away, I apologize. Um, I still will be looking at the chat, but just know that is uh, what I'm doing. So the cell has reached Earth. He has made a, a friend here. Now before, in this situation, a human has just met an alien. Um, he's explained a few things to him. He's seen his ship, he's seen some things there, and he's made a proposition to him. Um, and he's, he's accepted, I, I, I would just, I would say maybe conditionally, um, it would be foolish. My thing was, you know, I wanted to say that and accept it, but I also want to let the reader know, well, because me being a reader, I don't think it would make sense for a human that just met an alien to just be fully complicit in everything that he asked him to do. Now, he did show a display of power, which was, which pretty much induced his decision as well. <laughs> so um, I definitely want to make sure I take that into account with um, with my character here. Um, there's Vassell and then Aran. So, so there's a few things that I want to want to touch upon. And it's something that I found that a lot of comments never ever mention going to I want to do I want to be it's not going to be a whole lot but I want it to be just enough to where it's going to work. okay thank you <laughs> you know because it's like every time an alien lands on earth and they have these powers and stuff they just they just marry sue it man they just they just like powering they just they just get it they just on there they just get it in and it got used to everything. I want this to be different. Um, so, give me a moment. So, again, forgive me for my silence. So,
I might make this a few pages um, because there's so much going on. It's kind of like the issues montage, if you will, uh, like a TV show, a movie. I'm gonna do something fun here. I'm gonna press a button on the ship and uh, make a holographic change. Make it look like a like a mansion instead of a or either a rock type. I'll bounce up in the camouflage the ship. I don't want to do invisible. I think that's cliche. Um. So I think having a holographic image that makes the ship look like a big gigantic mountain would be neat. Thus giving some giving some inspirational phantom vibes from the Phantom. I love the Phantom. The Phantom is one of my favorite uh, pulp heroes. Uh, 
this is going to go through a few pages. I'm thinking this will probably go for about three pages long. So 13. Vassell's not blind, but again, he has an excruciating kind of like a, a pain, like a chronic pain in his eyes due to the sun's radiation and his uh, and the and the light spec the spectrum of light on Earth. It affects him. So I think that would be something unique, which then would give him an inherited weakness regarding his senses. Could prove to be a problem. Yeah, why? Something simple, but you know, nothing too overwhelming. He has other things that can help him. Of course, he's a trained soldier. You know, so it's not going to be too big of an issue.
So we're gonna take a few pages. Oh, this issue. This thing's probably gonna be about 20 pages long. Um, because it's all pretty much just telling a story throughout the whole thing. And then after this should be the reveal. Let's make this the people of the country that landed in. I'm telling the story. So in this area, we're gonna see how the art is gonna do a lot of the heavy lifting. Hour. We've got two minutes for looking back. So I'm going to cut it off here. I'm going to continue with I'm going to continue with um, creating everything here. Um, creating my story here off camera. But I want to say thank you to anybody who is looking on at the moment who's been watching this episode. I hope the writing tips that I shared with you is something that you can benefit from that you can use in the course of creating your own books and uh, hopefully be able to see some real stuff in the future. It'd be cool. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, contact me on Instagram at IDWalkerArt on Instagram or Instagram.com slash The Chillin' Skeptic Podcast. Be sure to follow me there in both of those places. Leave messages or DM to me. I will respond at both places as well. 
So don't hesitate to leave me a message there. Uh, follow me on my other socials as well on Facebook, Art of Eden Walker. On YouTube is the Art of Eden Walker. And on Twitch at ID Walker Art. Twitch.id.idwalkerart. Kickstarter for Pantheon One is up and going. So please make sure to sub uh, to uh, support that by getting your pre-order, pre-order your copy of the comic, and, um, and uh, those who support will get a little extra stuff from being being a support there. Okay. So with that being, oh, and the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/IDWalkerArt, join the art club there and get some stickers and get some art once a month from me as well, whether through digital sent to your email or in person to buy my phone prints more. So patreon.com slash ivwalkerart. Okay. So I appreciate you guys so much for joining me today. I hope this was an informative uh, episode for you. And uh, with that being said, I will talk to you guys later. You guys have a good one.